we just had Crystal Rose on the podcast. She is the um, founder of Rebellia. She is the host of the Self Love Breakfast Club podcast. She is an author. She is a emotional wellness coach. She does it all. Um, and uh, I have to say this, I was so excited for this one. I, I've been following her for years and um, she's just, just an all around awesome person. Um, and she just, uh, yeah, makes clothing for fit girls. And I don't know, I was geeking out about this one for Josh. Yeah. I think I, I overtook this one kind of just a little bit, but um, oh, no, no, was- not at all. I, even, <laughs> even if you did, that's all right. I, I was uh, prepared for that anyways. Because <laughs> um, I, I know how much you uh, enjoy Crystal's um, clothing brand and her podcast, mm-hmm. and just her in general. So um, yeah, it, yeah, it was really cool. It had a lot of great things to say. Um, a lot of things that I think are going to help both coaches and athletes as far as their their mindset. And mm-hmm. you know, she talks about a bunch of stuff. I mean, like she mentioned at one point, this podcast was kind of all over the place, but it had a lot to do with you know dealing with anxiety and. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously her podcast is about self-love and mm-hmm. also, you know, she's got a pretty, pretty interesting, crazy story that she shares kind of towards the middle end of the podcast too, um, about a boarding school that she was in, which is just wild. So yeah, yeah I mean, it was just a, it was a, a really good podcast. A lot of, we, I think we learned a lot and I think our listeners will learn a lot too. Yeah. And she just, you know, I love everything she stands for with, you know, all the stuff she's been through and hopefully, um, you guys can, you know, anyone who's listening to this can resonate with maybe not exactly the things that, you know, she's gone through or talked to her touches on. Right. Exactly. And you guys will understand what we're talking about. You just got (laughs) to listen to it. Um, but in terms of just life and life, just not going the way you thought it would go and just, um, anyway, so she's definitely uh, turned that around for the better and is now, using that to help others. And so, yeah, so it's just, so it was really fun talking to her about it. Yeah. Super so, inspirational. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Anything else, Deb? Nope. Without further ado, here's Crystal Rose. See ya. Bye. Now it is time. Now it is time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Character Combine. Character Combine. Yeah, you ready? Yeah, you ready? When he goes beyond the scoreboard, the scoreboard. Coaches, coaches, I want you to have the type of voice, type of voice that your athletes will hear. Decades later, and still recognize the leadership that you hold in their life. In their life. In their life. Get this thing. Get this thing started. Welcome to the Character Combine Podcast. I'm Josh Takimoto, and I am Deb McCollum. And with us today, I'm super excited to announce her. She is the host of the Self Love Breakfast Club Podcast, creator of Rebellia, which is fabulous, by the way. And she is an emotional wellness coach and author. She like does it all, all around badass. Can I say that, Josh? Badass? Yes. All around badass. Okay. <laughs> Crystal Rose is in the house. Crystal, thank you so much for being here. How are you? Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm doing yeah. awesome. <laughs> doing awesome, awesome, cool. Now you're on the East Coast, right? Yes. So is it, oh. are you at seven o'clock right now? Yeah, it was very dark okay. like four hours ago. <laughs> Sorry, you're like ready for bed and you're like, oh my God, I got a podcast now. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's always tough with that time difference. We've had one guest that was a friend of mine. She is in the Midwest, but she, we couldn't record with her until 8 p.m. Uh, mm. Pacific Standard Time. So she was recording at 10 p.m. her time. So she was, she was a trooper. So we didn't, we didn't want to do that to you though. <laughs> oh, we're good. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Um, yeah. So when, before we start off and get into all the good stuff, I always ask um, our guests, I have three warm-up questions for you. And they're all super right. random. Well, the third one I ask, it's like a staple question. I ask every every guest. Um, but anyway, so they're not meant to be hard, but for some reason, sometimes. <laughs> don't don't let her fool you. This is the hard-hitting stuff. So right. I, hope, I hope you're ready. I'm scared. All right, yeah. let's go. <laughs> All right, let's go. The first one. So Thanksgiving's around the corner. Um, mm. and by, by the time our listeners will hear this, um, Thanksgiving will just almost happen. Um, so if you had to choose on Thanksgiving Day only three dishes to put on your plate, what would it be? What would they, what would they be, I should say? Okay, obviously turkey because yeah. what, what's Thanksgiving without turkey? Um, Agreed. <laughs> I want to say mashed potatoes, but I have to say mac and cheese because, like, I just love a good creamy mac and cheese. That is my go-to. Um, and I'm definitely going to need something pumpkin, like pumpkin cheesecake. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Oh, good. Those are good choices. Yes. You ha- I feel like you like <laughs> have them ready. You're like, oh, I know this. I literally <laughs> just finished talking about Thanksgiving dinner with my sister. Like, <laughs> uh. <laughs> that is awesome. See, Up that was boom, one for one. That was quick. Easy. <laughs> Easy. <Crushed it. laughs> this one, this one is a little more like, I don't know. I, I it's funny because I ran these one of these questions by my roommate, and she's like. That is a hard one. Okay, so this mm-hmm. next one, I don't know. You probably have the answer, though. So picture, you're a superhero, and your superpower is that you are able to solve one world problem. What would it be? Oh, my God. It would be, like be literally like what I, my life's mission right now. It just would be a hell of a lot easier. I can say that. Sorry. <laughs> you're good. You're good. <laughs> I, would, I would give everyone like the unlimited ability of loving themselves. Oh my God. I'll be so much better off if everyone just felt amazing about themselves on the inside. So yeah, yeah that's, sure. that's my mission in life. So. You're basically, what you're saying is you're basically a superhero now. Oh, I mean, I'm yeah. trying. Yeah, yeah. trying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, if I could just See? like, whoop, that oh would my be God. Easy. Two for yeah. two. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Two for two. I think that you cheated. I think you looked at me. <laughs> I know, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, for this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Okay, the third one now. I mm. ask every guest. So I love music. I love just anyway, I always have a random playlist. Um, but anyway, music touches on a lot of emotions, a lot of feelings. It can talk about, you know, you know, you can hear a song and you're like, Yep, that was me yesterday, or like, Yep, that's my life. So I always ask our guests, what is your life song? Like if you could pick one song that is like this is like me and my life and sometimes it doesn't have to be your entire life but maybe it's the season that you are in now that what kind of song what song would you pick like the song um wow okay so i'm one of those people who hates having ones like what's your favorite song like there's what like (laughs) Like, yeah yeah. good job um i know (laughs) Um, but I really love, I don't know, it always like gets me, um, actually, no, I'm not going to say that. Okay. So Elastic Heart, that one, like that one, whenever I hear it, I get like super emo, but it like, just, it's me, man. And there's a, and there's a slow version and a faster version. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay. Wait. So who's that by? Uh, Sia. Mm. Oh, Okay. Oh, I've heard that song. I just didn't know that that's what it was called. Oh, very yeah. nice. I've got okay. thick skin and an elastic heart. <laughs> I love it. Nice. See? That's a good, that's a good that's call. That's awesome. Yeah. That was a quick answer, too. We've had guests oh. literally be like, I don't know. I'm going to have to DM you later because I so, can't think So let me, let me tell you why I'm really good at answering <laughs> questions really fast. Okay. I used to okay. do improv comedy. So, like, I was an improv comedian oh. for a couple of years. So That's I awesome. can, like. <laughs> what? Yeah, I can usually oh not really fast. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. Where did you uh, Where did you do it? Uh, San Diego. I lived there for a few years, and I, uh, yeah, found a troupe wow. and auditioned. And because I'd always done musical theater, and and I love that kind of stuff, so I uh, found a troupe and I just joined, and there I was for. A- <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. I was improv. I was not expecting this uh, conversation <laughs> go this direction. Same. <laughs> that's oh my cool. god! So I can think pretty quickly usually. <laughs> Another thing to add to your hat of all the things so many you hats. do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so hold on. I have a question now. This is, this is what happens. We get sidetracked. Yeah. yeah. What you just said just blew my mind. So as far as like when you're watching movies or like mm. TV shows, can you, can you tell what's being, like what's ad-libbed and what's not? Like where the actor kind of went off script? I think sometimes like yeah. there are certain comedians that I know are like love doing that. And so you yeah. can definitely tell like when that happens or when they have yeah. like a really good witty wow. joke that you're like, Someone didn't write that. Like that was off the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? I, I love that stuff. So I've never had a, like an actual person who's done it to ask. So that was this is fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let the interview continue on because I can get through it for a while. So <laughs> that's very cool, though. That's awesome. Thank that you. is so cool. Um, well, you survived the warm up questions. Good job. Easy enough. You made it. Yeah. You made it look easy. Um, <laughs> So, so now we get to the fun stuff. So now what we get into are questions just all about you because we want to know about you. Um, but just one, the first question we normally ask our, we ask our guests is just please tell us um, just like your fitness background, if you have an athletic background and just kind of how you got to where you are today. I know that's a broad question. But yeah. Let's just start with the day you were born. <laughs> <laughs> 
so yeah, just, right? <laughs> just, just whatever you want to tell us about your fitness background and just how you are the person you are today. Yeah. So uh, growing up, I never really did anything like fitness, like fitnessy, I guess. Um, my mom did like step Reebok and I, you know, I'd do that like <laughs> once yeah. in a while for funsies. Um, but when I got into musical theater, I got pretty into dance um, and we just had to be like really on point uh, physically for that. So that was probably my first like real taste of, of fitness was, uh, you know, two hours of dance class in the morning, three or four hours of rehearsal, two to three hours of a show. And, you know, sometimes we were doing that, you know, four or five days a week. And we also had to wait table. It was just a lot. Um, and this was when I was like 16 through 18 or so. So that was really fun. And it kind of gave me that, but I didn't see it as like fitness because working out, I was just like, not interested, you know, like we did the grind, uh, MTV's the grind workout, um, at boarding school to get us us up in the morning. So nothing real big. Um, and then all through my early twenties, I was just yo-yo dieted and and ran on the treadmill. I thought that's what fitness was. Hmm. And it wasn't until about maybe like nine years ago or so, eight, eight years ago, um, I got dragged kicking and screaming into a CrossFit gym. (laughs) And my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, just kind of was like, hey, I'll buy you a pair of shoes if you stick around for the first 30 days. And I was like, done. Let's go. Done. <laughs> That's a great way to get a girl to do. Yeah, what yeah I'm like, okay. any pair of shoes? Sure. <laughs> awesome. So I did it. I did their, like, foundations class. I got, you know, taught how to do some of the compound lifts and whatnot. And then after, he's like, so, yeah, you're going to keep doing this? And I was like, no, I'm good. Can I have my shoes? Or the shoes at? Pay up. Not interested. Um, about six months later, I was on their email list apparently, and they had sent out this email being like CrossFit light and no no barbells, only dumbbells and kettlebells. And I was at the point where I just I was tired of I was tired of, of the crap. You know, I was like, okay, I need to get I need to do something. So this is better than picking up a barbell because yeah. ew, girls shouldn't do that right yeah. <laughs> this like warped perception yeah. of fitness and I went in and for a couple of months I got really super conditioned I did that it was enjoyable and you know I always scroll I always scrolled through Instagram for inspiration and you always see these like teeny tiny girls with their like perfect little bodies and I just wanted so badly to look like that but I my body just physically genetically is just not doesn't doesn't work and I finally stumbled across this woman and her you know she had like thicker legs and I was like what and she lifts barbells okay like wait (laughs) so it kind of like reframed my my whole view of picking up a barbell and lifting and that's when I just was like okay I'm gonna switch into the regular CrossFit groups and you know I started doing that I started just like lifting and I loved it and I was so happy that I found something that I could, you know, show my strength on the outside and not just on the inside anymore. I could actually be really physically strong. And it was just so empowering to me. So I kind of like just went down that road for a while. And I'm a program hopper. I, <laughs> I've i done like CrossFit stuff. I've done like the bodybuilding stuff. Um, I love Olympic lifting and some of the heavier, you know, powerlifting stuff. So I just got really, really into it and like really passionate, which led me down that nutrition rabbit hole. I wanted to learn about that and like, what does it really take to lose weight or gain weight or put on muscle? And Mm -hmm. also I had, like I said, I've been a yo-yo dieter for so long and I just was sick of it. I was like, there has to be something (laughs) like I need to break free from this whole either crazy on a diet and restrictive or just like off the rails face planting into pizza you know (laughs) (laughs) so that kind of led me down the nutrition rabbit hole Mm -hmm. and that's pretty much you know fitness for me I've just been lifting and and working out ever since Uh, for me it's not something I punish myself with it's not something that I oh I have to work out it's like no, it's just part of my day. It's part of my life. And you know what? If, if my day is crazy and I just can't make it in there, I can't make it in there. And I just figure it out. And some days, some weeks we have two days a week and some weeks we have five and it's great. Yeah. And I love that, you know, but it makes me feel good and it helps me to feel good about myself physically and mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all that. So yeah, hopefully wow. that answered the question. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, yeah. There, sorry, Josh, go ahead. 
No, well, no, I was, go ahead, go ahead. I have a, I do have a question based off what you said, but um, go ahead, Deb. We, Crystal, we, we're going to do this the whole show. We're going to talk over each other and like, interrupt <laughs> each other. So sorry ahead of time. That's why I don't have a co-host, right? I'd be like. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. I'm starting to. I'm starting to rethink the whole co-host thing too. No, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I've already tried to quit so many times, Chris. Okay, <laughs> um, sorry. Sometimes we're worried that we make our guests uncomfortable because Josh and I will bicker a lot. So just a heads up. Really, I don't, I don't, it's I don't really hard with, to make with me uncomfortable. I was gonna say okay. she, did, she did improv. Like, yeah, like, she's cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's ready yeah, for the unexpected. Right. It's all good. Yeah. Right. Well, I was just thinking, like, you're like, I tried everything. I did, like, the bodybuilding, the, um, you know, powerlifting. Uh, was there a favorite, or do you just like to just straight up lift? Do you have, like, hit workouts that you like to do? Like, what is, like, your favorite workouts? I mean, it's so hard. I do love CrossFit. I, I love it because it mm. just changes all the time, and it's never the same thing. So that I really do love. I love Olympic lifting. It's just so, like I'm terrible at it. Like <laughs> I feel like you you never get good at Olympic. There's always something to fix. So I like that about it. And we just got Pelotons. So Ooh. I'm currently yeah, yeah, yeah. very cool. in love with the Peloton. So I don't I don't have like a you know right. You mix it up. It's good. Yeah. 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 Oh, boxing too. I did box for a year oh. until COVID came and ruined everything. So oh. <laughs> oh, bummer. We actually just had someone on that owns a um, a boxing club here in Sacramento, and uh, he's got a pretty crazy story. But he, I mean, he kind of as well. I don't know how you how you got you know into the boxing thing, but I know he was telling us that he was like he was stuck. Uh, it was like a delayed flight, and they're like, "Well, let's just go work out somewhere." And they started boxing. It's like, "Oh, we yeah. love this." Was it the kind of the same thing for you? Did you just kind of accidentally find it, or was it something you were interested in? It was like I was interested in it, and I went to like a nine round, which I did not like. I, I don't want you to oh. talk to me when I'm working out, like. Please sure. don't encourage me. Like, just be quiet. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. already here, you know? <laughs> like, right. my whole thing is, like, it's – I'm physically in the building. Like, I'm going to work out. I'm going to get a good workout in. Like, yeah. you don't need your your Motivation. cheering or pushing yeah. me harder or any of that. Like, just yeah. go away. So, I – um. I ended up having to leave the nine round because the owner was like, would follow me around and try to like make me do burpees in between rest period. I'm like, go away. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I want to punch a bag. That's why I'm here. You have punching bags. I want to punch it. Like, I'm not here for the burpees. I can do that anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And then I ended up finding a gym that had like one-on-one, um, like just personal training, but it was boxing. And so I worked with my coach Shane for about a year and he was like the perfect balance of like encouraging, but not annoying Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not too hardcore. Like I don't care what real fighters do. Like just let me. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. That's <laughs> what real fighters do i've done done kickboxing before but not like boxing boxing mm. but it is really good it's a good rush for sure yeah it's fun. yeah oh yeah gosh. absolutely it's awesome i like the fun stuff you know stuff that doesn't like yeah. really feel like working out sometimes i mean crossfit isn't that it funny. like tricks you right right yeah like a lot of a lot of people say that right like i've heard people say uh, i had a professor one time she's like i hate running she said, but yeah. if you put a basketball in my hands and we, you know, we run like a three on three, five on five game, I'll run all day up yeah. and down the court. So it is a weird thing, right? Like if you find something you love to do, yeah. it might get you to do the thing that you hate doing if it's, uh, you know, if it's disguised enough. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can put me in a nightclub with, I don't even need to drink or anything, four hours <laughs> and I will just, I used to go, go dance way back in the 20s, oh, in okay. my 20s and yeah. I would just. I get. I was like, "What? I get paid to dance <laughs> like, this is on a box? Like, yes, that's awesome. That's awesome." Um, I did want to go back to something you said. So, as you were kind of sharing your story about how you got into fitness, so obviously mm-hmm. it started off. Um, it was a, a pursuit of the shoes from your then your then yeah. boyfriend, <laughs> and then you said you saw um, an example of someone on Instagram that kind of, it's like almost like the shoes and your boyfriend kind of got you started, but then the passion came from this example that you saw of this person on Instagram, um, which is really, I think, interesting to hear because it shows the power one of social media. Mm. And I guess you can look at it both ways. You know, you, you had said at one point that you had this idea of what the perfect body image looked like with all of these really thin, specific body typed women. But it, that was almost like a more frustrating example. But then once you saw this other example of this woman that you could relate to more, all of a sudden it was like, oh, now I have a passion for fitness. So it's just, I guess, I don't really have a question. It's more just, I guess it's a really interesting example of the power of social media and, and how we use it and how it can potentially inspire or um, 
have a negative effect on someone, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and you know, honestly, like some of these girls, like they can't help the fact that they're teeny tiny, like they can't help that, you know, I mean, they're beautiful and I hate the whole skinny shaming thing. I think that's ridiculous. Um, also, but, and you know, I mean, I, I know, I know women who aren't like super jacked out muscly, but are really, really strong, you know, like there's such a range And I think it was like, it was a very positive thing for me to just see someone who looked more like me. I've always had larger legs and and an athletic build. And I would got asked all the time, like, do you play soccer? And I was like, what? No, (laughs) 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 I just had bigger, you know, more muscular legs. I was built like my dad. So like short and stocky, I'm like a chicken nugget, you know? So (laughs) (laughs) I just found that really, I found that really encouraging that, Hey, here's someone with a similar body type and like, maybe I can't look like, and, and still, I don't think you should now, I don't think you should really strive to look like another person because you don't know what your body looks like when you get to a certain level of whatever. Um, but at the time it was like, Oh, genetically, like that's not possible, but Hey, this is reasonable. Like this looks possible for me and she looks amazing. So yeah, it was, it was really encouraging and like social media, man. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Interesting. Well, and then, so, so this is the perfect segue then into the next question I want to ask, you know, talking about, you know, different body types and sizes and just, um, you know, for you, like, you're like, I had bigger legs, like more muscly legs. So, um, your clothing brand, Rebellia. Mm. So I want to, I want you to tell our audience, um, just how Rebellia came about and what the brand stands for. Um, and just, uh, yeah, because yeah. Um, I love it. Um, I got a closet full of Rebellia <laughs> right <Yay>. now. <laughs> I love it. The most comfortable jeans, everybody. Yeah. Just letting you know. So anyway, go ahead. Um, tell yeah. the audience about that. Oh, man. So Rebellia really came about like after I was about a year or so into my fitness journey and my body had changed. And I was finally, for once in my life, happy with how I looked and happy with how I felt. And I had like $300 in gift cards to a department store and I needed to do some shopping. I hated in-person shopping. I hated it so much, but I put like two hours on my calendar and I was like, okay, we're going to do this. I need to get some, you know, summer stuff. I have an event in Spain I'm going to like a wedding. So I was like, I, I need, I need to go buy stuff. So I went and I spent two hours and I like moved through every department (laughs) except for plus size in that store. And everything was just a little bit weird. Like the, the waist would be giant, but my button thighs would be getting strangled or like it would be gapy in certain spots or, you know, my lats wouldn't zip in a dress. And I was just like, what is this? (laughs) And I was so mad because, you know, this is the first time in my life that I was in a dressing room and I could like see myself, you know, half naked trying on clothes and being like, Hey girl. Yeah. You know, and (laughs) nothing fit. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like what? I worked so hard. I love how I look. And now I can't even, I can't even wear clothes to like show off how I feel because nothing fits me, at least not properly. And I just was really discouraged. Like I had tears in my eyes because I just felt like I shouldn't have to settle. This is ridiculous. And, you know, I'm like, someone should really do something about this. (laughs) Not me because I I did not want to. (laughs) I had like two businesses at the time that I was like, I was actually like moving out of them and closing them down. And and this was going on and I'm like, no, I can't, I can't pursue this. And then two weeks later I was like, okay, why not me? You know, why not me? Maybe this is my, maybe this is what I'm going to be when I grow. (laughs) (laughs) The other two businesses aren't working out. Like maybe this is the path I should be on. And I knew nothing. I knew nothing about clothing. Uh, I thought we would make it at first. Apparently that is a really, really, really bad plan to custom. Like we wanted to do custom to measurement clothing. Um, that was a, that was not, that was a very expensive, bad idea. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and we ended up launching with the idea that we would, I would curate the pieces by wholesale and then we would tailor them to fit based on measurements. Again, a great idea in theory, not so great, um, in execution, mm. Uh, because, you know, people don't want to, you know, if you don't have PayPal on your website, people are like, nope, and then they scroll <laughs> on, you know, like, no one's going to jump out of bed to find out what their bust size is. So right. we, you know, we had to move that around too. But yeah, we, I just was like, 
I can't be the only one with this problem there. I know there are other women having this problem and no one's solving it. And so why not? Why not me? And I didn't know what I didn't know. And now I know a lot more, but I still still plenty of no clue about, (laughs) Um, but you know, we, we, we found a groove and um, I, I, touch and feel every piece and what a lot of our customers do not see is if I get something in because I saw it um, from a vendor online or I didn't get to touch it and it comes in and it doesn't fit right I eat that you know I mean there's there's a lot of trial and error here because our goal is to make sure that women with athletic athletic bodies just can have know that with confidence that when they buy something from us, it's going to fit them unless for some reason they didn't look at the size drawer. I don't know, whatever, you know, but generally speaking, they should be able to buy something from our site, have it fit, be in love with it, feel comfortable, feel confident, all of that. Yeah. Well, you know what, something that caught my eye when I, um, you know, it's funny is I think I bought a dress a few years ago Mm. and, um, but so this was my bad because I didn't measure myself. No, listen, like I didn't measure, I did not do the measurements. (laughs) So it came in and it was just a little too small. So I I gave it as a gift to one of my friends who's a little more petite than I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm so dumb. That was so stupid. And so I'm like recently revisiting. Was um, this when we were taking, when you were having to do your measurements or was this just based on a size chart? This was, uh, maybe it was the measurements, but, but you have a size chart now. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. you have. So yes. I think it was the measurements, but okay. no way. Yeah. But this, I was going to say the thing that caught my eye, it, it was um, because you had either whether the measurement or the size chart to me, I was like, Oh, oh, this is legit. They're going to make it fit me perfectly. And so, so <laughs> yeah. I just want to, no, I just want to let you know that to me, that was like a legit thing in yeah. terms of, um, you know, this is something I want to do, but now, but anyway, fast forward to now, I look at the size chart correctly and I measure myself correctly <laughs> and seriously, everything fits perfectly. I was like, awesome. I'm like shocked when it came in, just like you, like I've always had issues going into clothing stores and things not fitting right. Like it's same thing with you, like either it's too small in the waist and then two yeah. big legs or something. And then, um, but um, anyway, so I just wanted to applaud you. Thank you for changing yeah. that. Yeah, we actually, me. <laughs> I mean, and one of the reasons why we, we changed from that model too, is that like, you know, if you have a 29 inch waist, then if we, if we tailor something to exactly 29 inches or oh, okay. whatever, yeah. you know, like some You're people right. might like it looser. Some people might like, and it just, you know, it just didn't, it right. didn't work. Um, and now we hand measure every single piece Mm -hmm. that comes through our doors just for like absolute accuracy. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I'm glad everything fits good now. Oh my gosh. It's perfect. I'm like, what dress was it? Yeah. (laughs) Well, well, like really, and before, I know, (laughs) well, before Josh, I know Josh has a question, but like, I seriously got them all in and I'm, cause I'm used to sending stuff back. Like mm-hmm. everything I get online, I hate and I hate shopping in the store, just like you. And so my roommate, I was like, okay, like, I'm just going to see what fits. Like, I'm just going to see which ones fit. And it was like a package of like six things. And then I tried them all on it. <laughs> well, it met every single one of them fit. And I kept coming out of the room. Oh, look, this fits. And I'd go try it on something else. Oh, this fits. And she's like, yeah, it fits. Isn't there a size chart? You did it right. And I was like, I think I did it right this time. Anyway, it was just very exciting. <laughs> so funny. Well, and it's just like a self-confidence thing, you know? So just, yeah. you know, so just letting you know that thank you from me at least. Thank you. That anyone. makes me, that makes me so oh happy God. to hear. I mean, that's our yeah. goal. Like that's our ultimate goal. Yeah. It crushes my soul. when someone is like, this just didn't fit. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I mean that's it's kind of cool just hearing you talk about that and in your experience going to the store and just like you said going to every section and just nothing. I mean it's kind of crazy, right? Because like your clothing brand, like you said, the whole purpose is to make people like the self love thing, right? Like feel mm, yeah. about yourself. But like, what is it doing to a person that's going to a store and struggling to find clothes that fit or struggling to find clothes that make them feel good? Mm-hmm. It's like it's developed. They're like create like there's anxiety being built up inside of them as they're looking for clothes. Right. And it's just like, mm-hmm. what a, what a horrible thing to feel. But if you're, like you said, your brand can eliminate that stress, then that person is like one step closer to that self love that you talk about all the time. Which yeah. is kind of cool. Um, yeah. I did want to ask Deb, how did you, how did you discover the brand in the first place? Um, and now that I'm thinking about it, I think it was three years ago, not four years ago. I stumbled across rebellious clothing. I honestly, I don't, I don't know if it was an ad on Instagram. Hmm. 
or I don't, I, I, but I specifically remember what apartment I was in. I remember the time period in my life. I seriously do. Cause I remember looking and scrolling and being like, Oh, 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 this is cool. Because I was, and at the time, um, I, so I used to competitively power lift mm. and then, um, and I was still at the time when I found you, I wasn't competitively lifting, but I was still lifting a lot and I was macro counting. I was trying to gain more, what more, more muscle. So I was just like playing around with if I wanted to be leaner or, or like, you know, bulk up just a little bit for my size. And I hated all of my clothes, all of them. Like, yeah. except unless they're like workout, like sweats, you know, like, yeah. you know, I, I'm a PE teacher. So I wear workout clothes all the time. And yeah. so, but to like going out clothes anyway. <laughs> so I think, I don't know. I think it was, I think it was an ad, but I just remember right away um, seeing it on Instagram. And I don't know. I don't think I followed your personal account until later. Like I didn't see your personal account, but I did. I was following Rebellia years ago. So I think it was an That's ad. Awesome. I hmm. think. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So no, thank you. Thank it seems God. Like, it seems like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I wear leggings like 90% of the time. Like I, it's not mm-hmm. like we're expecting women to just like wear real clothes all the time but it's like hey when you want to wear real clothes like you should it shouldn't be hard it just shouldn't yeah. be a struggle you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah well, and I feel like sure. I don't know I don't know like the ins and outs of this type of stuff um like with a company like yours but it seems like just based on everything that's dead like my only example is is what Deb has said about your brand but it seems like one of the really cool things that happens with brands like yours is it in a way creates a community like around the brand, right? Because you have people with very similar stories. Uh, people hear your story, people have their own stories and then share. And then they kind of, you know, by word of mouth explain, Hey, you're having trouble with the clothes thing and not fitting your athletic body. Hey, check this out. And then it's like, it's one of those just cool things that grows and grows because people are, you know, find each other that are having a similar battle oh, yeah. with that. So do you guys have a pretty strong um, oh, yeah. community? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like my girls are ride or die. Like they are. That's awesome the best yeah. <laughs> there I just like I'm like these are like a thousand of my best friends you know <laughs> that's really cool yeah <laughs> but yeah we have um we have a private Facebook group and it is it's like it's just so fun in there you know we keep things yeah. like really light and of course you know if people need support we want them to know that they can come in and, and get that and you know we have an ongoing meme thread so we just laugh all day and of course you know I post about stuff that happens in the store mm-hmm. and what we're coming out with but I mean some of these girls have known me or followed me or became friends with me years ago or you know way before this um before I started Rebellia and a lot of them are what are what really kind of like um I guess qualified Rebellia for me you know I didn't know if this was something I should really pursue and if anyone would really want it and so I I asked them and I put up a a crowdfunding campaign just to more validate my idea and not to be like, I really need your money, but more like, Hey, like this is what I want to do. This is my idea. Like this is where we're going right now. And like, maybe we'll get better and shift directions, whatever. But, um, and I just put like the very minimum thing to contribute was $10 and it just put them in the group. So we started there and we've been doing it for, I mean, I think we launched officially our website um, in 2017, May of 2017. Uh, I got the idea in, in August of 2015. <laughs> uh, we changed our business model in like May of 2018. So we've been running with this one for a couple of years, but our group has grown, you know, girls have become friends offline. It's really beautiful. Like I owe them everything. They are, and they're everything to me. That's awesome. Sorry, did that's, you did you explain awesome. already what the what the name or how you got to the name or what the name means? Rebellia. Yeah. Uh-huh. So <laughs> it's funny because like it's for me, I, I felt like you know it was still at the time like pretty rebellious for a woman to lift weights, and mm-hmm. I just kind of felt like it was like mm-hmm. female rebellion, you know. Um, so that's where kind of rebellia came came into play. Cool. Very cool. Very simple, but perfect. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Love it. Well, and it, but it stands out too, because, you know, I was like, ooh, rebellion. Like what? <laughs> That's what caught my attention as well. Um, so you are in transition of kind of not leaving the nutrition coaching world, but, but more so, and then correct me if I'm wrong, but more so going into like, like a emotional wellness coaching yeah. world. Yes. That, right? Okay. <laughs> and so yes. what, okay. So, so my question is like, what, um, I guess, or when did you know you wanted to just help people just more on the deeper emotional level? 
So in nutrition coaching, you know, I have some, I have some one-on-one clients who are just absolute cyborgs. I mean, they hit their numbers. They are perfect every week. Like, change things, you know, like they just, and then I have some that, you know, would hide from me for weeks at a time or, and just not check in or, you know, or just really, really struggle to hit their numbers and and be consistent. And I could not figure out how to help them. And I just Mm -hmm. wanted so badly for them to have success. And, you know, and it wasn't like an ego thing, like, oh, if you fail, I fail. It was more of just like, I just want this for you so bad, you know, especially like me feeling good about who I am and in my body. I, I want that for other people. And I, it kills me when, when I don't see that in someone. So, you know, that was already a frustration. Um, and when I went into the certification, and this is like, not like a, oh, you take a test and, you know, like 12 hours of work, like this is a 400 hour course. It took 10 months. I graduate. Um, I just finished my last like class in it and I graduate in a couple weeks with my certification. I mean, I've had, uh, 30 hours of like practice, the practicum, um, hours that I had to complete. So it's a lot. And at first I was just like, I knew that there was a portion, a business portion and the woman who coached me, I was like, she knows what she's doing. So yeah, I just, I'm just going to sign up for the business portion and she'll teach me how to grow my nutrition coaching thinking like, I don't need your, I don't need your curriculum, whatever it is. It can't be that great. Right. (laughs) Like, Hey ego. Um, I I'm the best. I know everything. So (laughs) um, the first three months of this certification was doing the work yourself because you cannot help other people to heal if you are not healed or healing. And I have done a lot of personal development over the years. And I had literally just been like, I'm done with personal development for a little bit because my head felt like a pretzel. And she was just like, like her first words in the first module were personal development does not happen in your head. It happens in your body. And I was like, huh. <laughs> That's what I just did. Huh. huh. <laughs> and I had no idea what the heck that meant. Um, and so I was like, okay, whatever. I already, I signed up. I paid a bazillion dollars for this. I'm, I'm in it. Like I don't have the time, but we're going to make it because you know, okay. And it was absolutely incredible. I have struggled over the years with, with anxiety and depression and, you know, just so much on the inside. And this like broke me free. I, for the first time in my life, I felt happiness as a state of being. And I had never felt that before. I had felt happy with a person or happy with a job or happy with a thing, um, but never just like happy in, in alignment and just feeling like I'm where I need to be. There was always, I have to be there. I have to go there. I have to do that. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what is this sorcery lady? <laughs> and yeah. And so like moving through this, um, you know, the, the healing part. And then we moved into like learning the curriculum and how to coach others. And the healing is still going on in my own life and in my own body. And as I'm going through all of this and I, we got to the business part and I was like, Oh, I know all of that. What? <laughs> like, this isn't new really. Yeah. Um, but the energy had shifted and it was crazy because my energy just changed so much and I was so chill and I'm watching Rebellia do better and better and better and I'm just watching things in my life improve um, and I wasn't hustling and I wasn't working. Oh, I got to do, I got to make this goal, like nothing. And I was just like, oh, wow. Okay. And by, by now at this point, when something comes online for me and I'm, I'm starting to feel, you know, like, like maybe untethered or stuck or something is going on. Like I can quickly get like to what the root of it is and move through it. And it's, it's been a game changer for me on a, on such a personal level. And so now I'm like, this is a gift I have to, I know I can give other people. I know I can deliver this gift. Um, just even seeing in my, my practice sessions, um, versus my internal with my other, there's a bunch of us, we call them sister coaches. So when we worked with each other, it was crazy. It was like, cause we're so wide open. Right. So it was like, like everyone's having breakthroughs and stuff. And when I worked with people on the outside, it was like a little baby scratching of the surface and I'm blowing their minds. And I'm like, you guys have no idea what I can do for you. Like what we can do together, but you know, so it's been really crazy. I did not expect to be here. And that's where I had to realize that 
Hey, listen, nutrition is so important. There's a lot of people who really do need a good plan. Um, I developed a, a program that's it's not counting macros because not everyone wants to do that. And it's easy and it's simple and there are no restrictions. I created that thinking that's what I would be coaching. Um, and now that's what I hired coaches to help people with. And so, you know, whatever area of life people are at, we can, we can meet them where they're at. But for me, knowing what I can do and how I can help people, it just didn't feel right to just keep people keeping, helping people at like the surface at the behavior Mm -hmm. level, because some people need, deeper than that. Right. Yeah. Because, well, because if you think about it, like not, I mean, I'm not saying, and it's different for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. But usually the nutrition part for some people, it is a, like a triggering thing in terms of deeper issues. Yeah. If, yeah, like I just, like when I was macro counting years ago, I haven't done it in a long time. I tried it again when COVID hit because I was bored. Like I had (laughs) nothing else to do. I was, and I was not eating good. So I was like, okay, a macro canna before let's do this. But I quickly caught myself. So I did it a few years ago just because it was something I could control. Mm-hmm. Right? So for me, that was, that was that for me, it was, I couldn't control other things in my life. So I could ah. roll my macros. And so I did it religiously for about a year, year and a half, like no joke, only taking breaks like every other weekend, like even the holidays, I was like, mm. Nope, can't eat that. Like it was just very, I was very strict about it. And everyone's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, that. <laughs> nope. And so anyway, I was not fun. But, um, but now this time around during COVID, I think I macro counted for like a month. And then I'm like, <laughs> I'm good. I don't need to yeah. do this. Like, I'm just I'm not bored anymore. I've, you know, work is starting back again. So it was different this time around. I had some deeper issues resolved um, yeah. for the most part. So, but I see the connection. So I see how important it is to have the emotional well-being part see every so I think be- that's really smart for your business yeah every destructive behavior that we have as humans it doesn't matter if it's emotional eating mm-hmm. or disordered eating I mean that's a big one right but perfectionism self-sabotage mm-hmm. um lashing out in anger people pleasing like these are all things that are coping mechanisms for something deeper and uh, our brains are only one part of the equation. And most of us believe that our brain and our head and our mental wellness and our, and our mindset work is where all the work is done. And our brain is just the loudest. It's not us. Mm-hmm. It's part of us. Mm-hmm. And if you, some of us, you know, when with practice, I mean, now I can kind of step back and take a vantage point and like observe my thoughts, which is super weird concept at first. I'm like, what do you mean? I, I am my thoughts, but you're not. And our brains, you know, we have this 4 million year old lizard brain that has one goal and that's survival. Keep us alive. And so when we get scared, our brain is like, ah, we're going to die. And so we just like shut down. No, we can't do that because that's scary. And what if we die? Consciously, we're not thinking what if we die, but our brain is, you know, like turn a corner and see a bear like (laughs) back thousands of years ago. It's that same flight or fight or flight response. So our brain is not in charge. It just gets to be, we let it be in charge. And, and so when there's something going on that's deeper, our brain's like, yeah, no, we don't want to do that. So we're not going to go there. We're fine. We're over it. We're (laughs) over that now. Why would we return? You know, meanwhile, our body is, is still wounded and still needs healing. And that's, that's what I get to help people with. That's great. That's awesome. And like I said, that's a great addition to the nutrition coach part. Yeah. You get to you get to do the fun stuff now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I had a thought. I, I lost it. I, I, <laughs> Go ahead, I could Deb. cover you there. I got lots of questions. Yeah, You're please like, do. Wow, I don't know what to say now. It was there and it just it just, yeah, I'm, just I'm listening and uh yeah, I got so distracted by what you were talking about. So that's a good yeah. thing. <laughs> well, I mean so okay, I'm very very interested in about this next part and like I think at one point you had posted something about like should I talk about this on my podcast and I was like Mm. yes 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 I was like (laughs) yes talk about it please I'm so curious um you anyway you had talked about um you went to a boarding school Mm. and um but correct me if I'm wrong I think you said that it has since 
since you've been there. It has since shut down and is actually technically classified as a cult. The place, yeah, I guess someone, or something. I guess yeah. someone who's of that authority classified it as crazy. <laughs> so okay, you know. so I'm just like start from the beginning. Tell me, tell us everything. What, how, like what, like why, like why did you go there? And like what? I mean, what was that like? I've never been to boarding school. I have no idea. Yeah. So if you had asked me like three years ago why I got sent away to boarding school, I would have been like. I don't know. I was told I was a bad kid, you know, (laughs) but if we look at all the factors that make a kid bad, like drugs, alcohol, sex, like those were all things that I was like terrified. (laughs) Wow. Like I tried Bailey's because it was delicious, you know, but like I wasn't, I was offered drugs plenty of times and I was that person that you could not peer pressure. I was like, ew, I'm not doing that. Like, (laughs) you're not cool. And I was like, guess I'm not cool. Like, cause I just didn't, want to I didn't like it you know um and my grades were depending on what class it was they were either amazing or not so great if it was math um you know I didn't really get along with well with my sister that much so I really (laughs) I just knew that my mom thought I was like the worst kid on the planet and had everyone convinced that I was the worst kid on the planet Mm. turns out my mother is bipolar and we didn't know that until a few years ago oh wow so yeah, so okay. she had, I guess, in her mind decided that I was mm. the worst. Wow! And this is high <laughs> like school out of control. Yes, no, this was. Um, so about a month after my fifteenth birthday, um, I woke mm. up at four a.m. and there were there was a man and a woman standing at the foot of my bed. Oh jeez! Yeah. Oh like, my god! <laughs> I was like, what? So scared. Um, at first I thought it was like hallucinating because I, I do that sometimes. Um, but no, they were real and they were like, Hey, Crystal, we're here to take you to your new school. And I was like, I take the bus, but thanks. And they were like, no, your new school. And they basically escorted me out of my, out of my home. My mother had left in the middle of the night because she didn't want to be there to see it. Um, my dad and my aunt were there and I was just sobbing. I like cried the whole four hour car ride. Like I just... I was like, I'm being kidnapped. My parents paid someone to kidnap me. Like, I didn't know. Um, And I arrived at this, like, like through the iron gates onto this, like, sprawling property. Um, And was it within the same state? Sorry to interrupt. It was, it was the next state over. Okay. okay, okay. So I get there and I go, they, you know, I'm in a meeting suddenly and like my parents are, have arrived because they took a, they took a plane. My father had his pilot's license. So they took a plane um, and got there before me. And yeah, they're like basically telling me that I, I live here now and I'm going to this school and I was just like, I, do you, what do you say? You know, what do you say? Um, and so I got brought down to my dorm and like, this is like literally like my first like hour of being there. So I got strip searched. I had to like bend over and cough because, you know, if I had any contraband, which I was like, that's I what started. they do in prison. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> um, they had to search oh through. Oh my God all of my clothes that were packed, which my mom had like went out and bought some ugly clothes to send me with. So thanks for that. Um, not not <laughs> rebellia. Sure that, yeah. Not, not anymore. Yeah, yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> no, yeah, make yeah. sure it was all appropriate and like yeah. nothing was like frayed or stained or whatever. Sure. Um, and, you know, make sure I wasn't smuggling anything in, which I hadn't even seen that suitcase before in my life. So no. And I like go and I, I go into this like lobby area, like almost like this living room area, area with like all these couches, like four couches kind of set up in like a square. And there's like 30 girls in here and everyone's like sitting on like either a metal chair or in like, or in one of these couches or whatever. And I'm just like, Hey, and I like came and sat, I was told, you know, sit down or whatever. And someone, <laughs> the person who brought me smacked the hand of another girl and just like, and they just like, and then that first girl left, right? So they just smacked hands and it turns out they passed me off. I was passed off because I was new. So I was called a buddy. I was buddied. Um, so I get passed off to this girl and I'm just like, I don't know like where I am, what is happening? Like, and I had no, I mean, I was not the kind of person who was really touchy feely. And so like, I'm seeing all these girls like playing with each other's hair, like rubbing each other's shoulders, like arms, like legs, like flung across each other. And I'm like, did my parents send me to an all-girl lesbian school? Like, <laughs> oh my god! Which, like, I was like, they did this. They did this to punish me because I like boys. Like, what? Yeah. You know? Oh no, my god. we were just all just very comfortable, like, with themselves and each other, and like, you know, oh getting god. getting themselves taken care of, and, and that was fine. Wow. Um, I just didn't know. I wasn't where the heck, where am I? Um, 
and the meeting ended because they were in a meeting and like they asked me to introduce myself and then they all went around the room and introduced themselves mm-hmm. and some had little funny, scary things to say because that's what you do when like new people show up. <laughs> and <laughs> at the end, someone goes, can we stand? <laughs> Whoa. And what? the dorm parent goes, yep. And then everyone stood. And I was like, wow, you have to ask to stand. <gasps> so that and this was like so out of context for me because like I said I was brand new I had no idea what was going on um and what had happened was this group had gotten in trouble because someone ran away and after someone runs away there's like this whole meeting of like who's responsible did anyone know did anything happen and if they're determined like negligent then they get what was called farmed and so until they work it out and can be trusted again or whatever they're farmed and you have to ask to sit stand read write cross your ankles just like basic basic things you have to bring food back to your dorm to eat you don't eat in the dining room with other people you don't go to school in the school building with other people you bring it back to the dorm so that was my first experience was like a full month of like not being allowed to have makeup do anything like asking to do everything um I remember my first, uh, the F word, we could not say the F word. If you said it, like the world stopped and you had to pay a dollar until, and then you could like move on again. So this, I learned this at like 2am when I was like, what are we doing when all 30 girls are sitting in the hallway? Cause one girl had to go to the bathroom (laughs) in the middle of the night. (laughs) I'm like, Oh my gosh. What world am I in? Like, (laughs) this is like. 24 hours. And, and, and it was crazy. I mean, like I, I, this is a whole separate podcast episode, but yeah, I mean, within like a couple of days, I had seen a group of the girls who were in a separate dorm upstairs go running out the building, all of them wearing sheets because they weren't allowed to wear clothes at the time. <laughs> they oh were sheeted. Gosh. They all had to wear sheets. Um, I'm just like, wow, I have to, I have to be here for how long? <laughs> Oh my so, god! Yeah, it was really like I mean, I've talked with therapists, of course, afterwards, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, definitely some PTSD going on with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some really beautiful friendships. Um, I learned a lot. There was a lot of hit group therapy, like every mm-hmm. single day, and sometimes mm-hmm. more, depending on if you were in trouble or not. Um, but yeah, I learned a lot about understanding other people, um, mm-hmm. and it was very like. Mm-hmm. It was very like um, group, group consequence based. So you know, mm-hmm. if if you did something wrong and I saw you do it, well, I can get in trouble for it now too. So mm-hmm. I I have to tell on you, or you, if mm-hmm. you don't tell on yourself, like I have to tell on you. You know, so it created right. this whole crazy dynamic. But yeah, there's a lot about that oh, place. <laughs> oh my gosh! I know. I was wow. gonna say. I'm sure you could write like you could write a book, a, a book. series, <laughs> a, yeah, a whole podcast series about that. But I was just curious. Can you tell us what was the school called? Um, it was called the DeSisto School, um, named after Michael DeSisto. And then what? That sounds class- like cool. Right. Well, and then what <laughs> classified it as? Like, what quote do you know? Like, what the definition of the quote? I was? mean. I would just say because like all of the students had to participate in Mm. law and order, I guess, you know, I mean, I've restrained people. I helped restrain people when they were getting violent. I mean, that was like a part of it. Like if you're there, you all hands on that, you know, like um, it was a lot. So yeah, like all the students really participated in it and the staff um, and everyone just bought into the philosophy. There was a very certain like philosophy and process that happened. Wow. Were a lot of the people there, uh, did they have similar experiences that you did? Was it kind of the same process where, Hey, in the middle of the night mm. kind of, you know, snatched up and taken or, I mean, <laughs> depending on who they I mean? were, I mean, there were some people who honestly should have been in a hospital. Um, hmm. they should yeah. not have been there. There were people who should have been in prison that should not have been there. Oh, geez. Um, and then there were like regular wow. kids who like were sad, you know, um, mm-hmm. there was a whole mix of us there. It was, it was really wild, but yeah, some were, you know, depending on if they were a violent type, because there were certain areas designated for the more violent kids, um, you know, they would essentially get escorted. My parents thought I would try to run away. So that's why they had people come get me. Wow. I mean, I would (laughs) have. Yeah. I was too scared. I was scared. Like I was not. Right. Like I tried to run away a week before, like. I got to the end of my street and I came back. Like, so I was like, where am I <laughs> yeah, going to go? Right, where are you going to go? Like, this is right. dumb. You know, like that, I ran to the end of my street and came back. Wow. Did you back. spend, were you there until like your senior year, like graduate, like four years? 
Yeah. So I was there until I was about 18 and a half. Um, wow. I decided um, I had run away with my boyfriend actually, um, which mm. we were not allowed to have boyfriends at school. Hmm. Um, but I did run away with him when I was 16 and a half. Um, and we both got brought back like mm. a week later, which was a really long time to be away. Everything wow. I owned got sent to Goodwill because I was gone for more than 24 hours. So I had nothing when I came back. Like, oh my um, gosh. and they lost the clothes that I brought back with me. They conveniently quote lost it. <laughs> so I had like no clothes oh my God. and nothing. Um, and so I knew when I came back that I wanted to run away again, but I knew I'd have to wait until I was old enough because I was the kind of person, and this is my problem is that um, if I think something's BS, I'm going to call it out. And if mm-hmm. I don't agree with something, like if it's a rule, sure. I'll follow it. But like, I'm going to tell you, I think it's stupid. It doesn't mean I'm not going to follow it. I just think it's dumb. Like, what's the reason for this? You know, like, you know, so that was, um, that didn't go over well. And there are are a lot of people that their survival mechanism was be appropriate, call people out. Oh, you have a stain. Oh, did you, I thought I saw you doing this. I feel uncomfortable. Are you sure? Like, you know, questioning other people. And I just wasn't that way. And that wasn't who I was. And so I knew I was not going to graduate. Like the process of graduation was you had to be emotionally ready. Not to mention academically, they kept um, not giving me the classes I needed. And so I was like, I'm going to be stuck here forever. There were people that were like in their early 20s that were still there. So I was just like, okay, I'm after I turn 18, like if I don't get to, you know, be in that senior like level Which when I got to that point, I was like, I don't want to be a senior with these people. These people are going to rip me to shreds every single day. And I just, I'm not gonna be able to do it. So I packed up my stuff. Um, I was in the middle of a dinner theater season and it was really sad because it was like my last couple of shows, but I just Mm. knew I had to get out that week. I couldn't wait any longer. Um, or I wouldn't have the opportunity. And so I dragged myself through the woods at like 2am because I was afraid if I walked on the street that someone would come Mm -hmm. by and throw me in a van because they've done that. Um, And so I just I found this like meditation center that was nearby. I used their phone. I had stolen a Rolodex um, that I had found (laughs) at school. (laughs) I had been saving money for like a year that I would find weren't allowed to touch more than $2 at a time. Hmm. Physically, and so I had I would um, get money from tips, like when I was waiting tables and dinner theater, and I would like just hide it in my notebooks. Oh. So I had money, um, and I had that Rolodex, and I called a girlfriend who had recently been withdrawn, and she lived nearby, and she just came and got me. And I called my parents. I was like, "Hey," and they were like, "We were going to come withdraw you in a day, anyways." I was like, "Yeah, okay. Well, I couldn't count on that, and you didn't tell me, so <laughs> I needed to get out of here." Oh <laughs> my god! Like I didn't dramatic. Like it. <laughs> No, like, I feel like this could be a movie. This yeah. is crazy. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Well, thank you for sharing all yeah, of that. Sure. That's, like, that's crazy. That's yeah. a lot. A lot um, of people ask me, they're like, yeah. I don't, how are you not dead in a ditch somewhere? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's a really good question. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, for sure. Well, and I think it, it, it adds a, just another layer to, like, what you're doing now and why you're doing what you're doing now, right? Yes. Like, it's a very, it's yeah. a very dark layer, but, like, it does add a, a layer to yeah understanding like why you're so passionate about self-love or you know self-esteem dealing with anxiety all that stuff because you you dealt with it at a very uh let's say say, it's a very strange level that most people don't (laughs) yeah yeah crazy crazy you're well overqualified (laughs) seriously like to your like I could probably tell you the worst anxiety I've gone through and like it ha- it's, you know, on a, on a level of, on a certain level, it's like nothing compared to what you went through. So I'm like, yes, you can coach me. Like, <laughs> like, 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 because you've been through it. So that's yeah. it further yeah. qualifies you. It's kind of, I feel like I fought really hard to get here and, and yeah. um, I think with this last mm-hmm. year and in, in getting into my healing and really Fire. becoming the person I am today, mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for it, but I'm also yeah. so excited because I know now I have the tools, the real tools, not just like, I think I can help people and, you know, the buzzwords and the quotes and stuff, mm-hmm. but now I'm like, I have the real tools to help people. And so now I'm like really excited for like this next part of my life. Cause this is all I want to do. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, I'm still going to do the other stuff, but like, this is, 
Yeah. This is my focus now. That's awesome. So like aside from, um, you know, your life, your emotional wellness, like life coaching certification, um, mm-hmm. what, what else is new for you in the future? Some upcoming projects, if you want to share or if you I can mean, share with us. That's, that's like the main thing right now. I, I have a program um, that I'm, that I'm trying to fill for next year. I want to take 10 women on. I mean, it's not a group thing. It's a one-on-one experience. So I'm trying to bring 10 women who, you know, maybe they, have the emotional eating situation, or maybe they just hustle for their worth. Like maybe they own a business and they just don't understand why they can't feel successful, you know, they don't feel like they're where they want to be. So um, I just have a heart for that. So there's that. And I'm planning a retreat for them and others in Italy in 2022. So that's really exciting. Um, But yeah, like for once I don't have um, 10,000 different like goals. I'm just like, Hey, I've got my two businesses the nutrition and the, and Rebellia and my podcast and they're all doing great and we're rolling with that. And now I'm going to step into this like new role as a emotional wellness coach, a self-love coach, and hopefully really make a big impact and change some lives. I would love to start speaking eventually um, once, you know, COVID's over, but <laughs> yeah, for sure. you know, to That'd make that impact. Yeah. I do have to ask because uh, Deb mentioned uh, as you were sharing your story about the boarding school, that it would mm. be a great movie. Um, yeah. And since you did, you did improv and theater and all that, I, I've got to ask if, if there was a movie made about you, who would you want to play you? It's so funny because like, like I know who I'd want to play Michael DeSisto and it would be Al Pacino, but he might be a little too old by the time that happened. Um. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's so um, cool. But you know, what's funny is I always get that I look like, um, uh, Mila Kunis, like people always said that mm. I look like her or she looks like oh, her. I mean, she's obviously, I, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Features, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. Okay. She, cool. but she might be too old and I'm too old to, you know, I'm too old to play. No. Now, so. <laughs> it's, it's Hollywood. They can do all kinds of crazy things. So yeah. I think that's a possibility. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I just, Crystal, you got four more hours to talk, right? I just have so many questions. <laughs> yeah, my I'm husband's not home. Let's go. No. <laughs> no, I mean, this is great to get you on and stuff. And just, I was, I was telling, I have to confess, I was telling, texting Josh earlier. I was like, oh my God, I'm geeking out. I'm so excited to talk to her. <laughs> so, that was, that was a, yeah. Uh, yeah. Word for word, that was the text. So. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, so, um, I mean, we definitely want to be respectful of your time um, and everything. But there is one question that we ask our guests, just because this is the Character Combine podcast. We like to ask our guests, you know, what does the word character mean to you? And, um, you know, if they were like a, a coach, like a sports coach, we would ask, um, how, how do you implement uh, character building, like within your program and your athletes? But maybe for you, like, so the question could be, what does character mean to you? And um, maybe Crystal, like, how could you, what is a way that you would implement that into your clientele? You have a different clientele. Yeah. Than- I mean, character to me is just being who you say you are, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, be, especially yeah. with the internet and social media, you know, like be who you say you are, be the same person you are online that you are in real life. I mean, there are some things that I keep more private and a little more closer to the vest in, in, not on social media just because like mm-hmm. I think people need that like you can't put everything out there it's just like too much um, but be who you say you are and being integrity with yourself means you know if you're going to uh, live a certain way or you're going to practice a certain thing or tell people to do x y and z like it should also apply to you and I'm seeing that play out more in my life now where I get to see how what being integrity with myself and where I'm at right now, what that means and making adjustments in my life. So I really just think, you know, be who you say you are and the rest will. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's, that's really great. good. And I imagine that like that plays into your, your brand, your clothing brand too, because people expect a certain, you know, I guess feeling when they buy your clothes and if you're making those like business decisions with integrity and character, like that all trickles down to your clients that are purchasing your clothes. And if, I guess if you were to like, we've seen all the time, right? Like people with certain brands or businesses, maybe take a a step outside of good character. And like all of a sudden, like their clients, their customers are like, Oh my gosh, like I didn't expect that from them. And it, it kind of, it really hurts the brand yeah. and it hurts the community that you've like this really tight community that you've built. It really hurts that. So it's like a super important thing as a business owner, I feel. 
Yeah. I mean, my brand's an extension of who I am, you know, exactly. I mean, I don't do it. I don't have to do it. Like I don't right. have to, you know, do it and I don't have to have a business and I could, you know, work a nine to five or Hey, I could sit at home and scrapbook if I really wanted to, you right. know, I don't do it for the money. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I do it because I, I love my customers. And I love my girls and I want women to feel really good about themselves and, yeah. and I just won't allow, um, you know, bad stuff to go out there. I don't, and, mm-hmm. and we just don't keep that in our world. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I That's appreciate awesome. Love it. I personally appreciate Rebellia and all of <laughs> I'm your so glad. <laughs> oh, joke. I have to scroll through and choose which ones I get to pick because I want all of them, but my teaching salary doesn't allow that. So I have to like pick and I'm like showing my roommate. I'm like, you have to help me pick because I don't know. I want all of them. And so anyway, so I appreciate it. So I know you don't have to do that, but I'm begging you to please keep doing that. <laughs> no. Yeah. But, yeah. Thank you. Um, so just, I guess, um, Josh, unless you have a question, Crystal, we normally just ask like, what are your final thoughts? Like what is something if you could just say one little thing to our listeners out there or to any, you know, anyone that you can, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's getting late. Sorry. <laughs> I usually do this about this time, huh, Josh? Although it's not eight o'clock, so I have no excuse, but sorry. I, I wasn't going to say I'm that, a, but yeah, yeah, you're right. It's, it's a I'm lot earlier still, today. Yeah, I'm, I'm just still, I'm starstruck. I'm just though. still geeking out that you're here. But um, So what is one last thing you could say to our audience? Any kind of advice or anything? I would say um, kind of the kick I'm on right now is like, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. I think a lot of times we think we have to do things. Um, but you don't. And your internal voice or intuition is always correct, but your brain will try to talk you out of it because mm-hmm. logistics and money and, and fear and all of that. But if you really truly can listen to yourself and what your intuition says you should or should not do, um, then you will never choose the wrong thing. That's, That's awesome. That was good. I know. I wanted to pause at the end there for dramatics because that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah. Crystal, where can our listeners um, follow you? What's your handles? How can they hurry up and get their hands on some rebellion? Yeah. So you can follow my personal account um, on Instagram, Rose, X-T-A-L-R-O-S-E. Um, you can also go to my website, crystalrose.com. It's C-H-R-Y-S-T-A-L. And that's where you'll find the podcast, um, which is also on, you know, Spotify and iTunes and all of that. Um, yeah. And Rebellia is rebelliaclothing.com. And our Instagram is at rebelliaclothing. So, awesome. This is actually awesome. a perfect, perfect time because uh, let's see, today is November 13th. This mm. comes out on November 17th or no, excuse me, not November 18th. So right before, uh, you know, the holidays and all of that. Yeah. So if you have a, an athletic lady in your life. Oh yes. We have an amazing stocking that we are dropping on black Friday and it is full oh, of goodies perfect. for that fit That's chick now. in your life or for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Exactly. So you guys have a, a week, week and a half to figure out and uh, choose what you want and yeah. get to yeah. rebellion. So, um, I just wanted to point that out. I want to make sure we get that out there. Yeah. No, go thanks. That's well, right. Go shop. Like, of course, I ask questions about everything else, and I don't even get to touch on your podcast that much, but I just want our listeners to know that her, the self-love breakfast club, I listened to two episodes today, just no big deal. But like, it's like, it's really, it's really good. So um, you guys Thank can you. check out her podcast, the self-love breakfast club. Um, it's a good one. So sorry, I didn't touch on that a ton. Now that I think there's, about a, there's it. a lot. We, we covered a oh lot God. of ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> but yeah, Crystal, thank you so much. We so appreciate your time. I very much appreciate your time as well. And yes, um, absolutely. Yeah, this is awesome for being yeah. here. And um, oh, Josh, it's your turn. Where can they follow us? Usually, Crystal, I usually do this part. <laughs> so I'm making Josh do it this yeah. time. Where can you? So. Yeah, so uh, on Instagram at Character Combine, Twitter at Sports Character, Facebook Character Combine, uh, YouTube, you can find us at Character Combine uh, Media Vault. And uh, that's pretty much it. We have LinkedIn, but don't bother. I haven't posted there forever. And uh, we hate Snapchat and TikTok. I do, at least. So don't bother there either. So there you go. <laughs> Not there. I tried. I tried. I, I was all talk and no action with the Snapchat, and I just never got going. So That's exactly it. So. <laughs> so. Thanks for having me, you guys. Thank this is great. You, Thank this you. was awesome. Thank you so much. We appreciate Thanks. it.